Hello, wherever you are in the world today, welcome to Beyond the Art in our series, The Stories That Carry Us. I'm your host, Craig Beaumont Flynn, a citizen of the Cherokee Nation and the Delaware Tribe of Indians. In each episode, we will discuss with various Native American artists, influencers, art leaders, and everyone in between their experiences, the communities they serve, and the translation and interpretation of the Native American art world today. Uh, welcome to Beyond the Art today. We have Marka Cassidy, a performance artist, musician, and therapist. Welcome to the show, Marka. Oh, thank you. Good to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about your personal background and your cultural heritage and your story of uh, how you're influenced as artistic work? Oh my, how long do I have? Uh, we got an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so my name is Marka Cassidy. Uh, my performance name is Marks Cassidy. Uh, my Osage name is Hue Duan, which is an eldest uh, eldest daughter name in the Eagle Clan of Osage. Uh, and I'm an enrolled citizen of the Osage Nation. I was Born in Ponca City, Oklahoma, grew up in the Osage Nation out on my great grandmother's land, who was an original Lati of the Osage Nation. If people know what that means. And my great grand great great grandfather was tribal council during the Reign of Terror. Um, that we'll get into around, you know, the history there of the Osage and this fabulous, hopefully fabulous movie coming out, Killers of the Flower Moon, that a lot more people are gonna be learning about Osages. So I grew up in that lineage. My grandfather, Mark, who I'm named for, was uh, Osage congressman. And um, so, yeah, Marka Cassidy, licensed marriage and family therapist and musician. And I go into the performance name Marks and I put an X in my name in honor of gender diversity, which has existed all through history. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to shine some light in the decolonization of sexuality and gender. Um, some of that being my work as a therapist, some of that being a very personal journey, having Grown up on the reservation as a tomboy, you mm -hmm. know, my gender expression as a kid, they called me tomboy. And that really was, I fit right in <laughs> to that. That allowed me to run around in the dirt and right. wrestle cattle. Literally, I wrestled <laughs> cattle. And uh, the group of cattle ranchers and riding motorcycles and all that, you know, until, um, of course, I was born in 1967. And until 1973, the Diagnostic Journal for my very own field that I'm in as a therapist mm -hmm. Uh, you know, homosexuality was a disorder until 1973 when the right. APA did away with that. So I grew up in that, in that kind of, you know, the ramifications mm -hmm. of that, as well as religious trauma and those, you know, I always try to tell people I'm not against Christianity. I want to be very clear about that. I'm against hate and the right. use, of, you know. So um, I'm very fortunate. My parents are Episcopalian and very inclusive and wonderful. And so I get to spend time with them and in that, you know, and, uh, so as a tomboy on the reservation, but then went to be a piano major over at Oklahoma State University in Stillwater. And um, over there, I took some gender studies classes as well, women's studies classes called at the time. Mm -hmm. And where some kind of more radical lesbian feminist guest lecturers came to town. And um, I, you know, I had already come out to myself, but um, coming out in the Bible Belt, you know, kind of with these college classes, you know, kind of opening my mind to what was, you know, because we're, we're talking about no mentorship, no social Correct, media. Right, right. I don't think we even had a gay, lesbian, you know, a club Group of any covers, type, yeah. at, even at 
even in college, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, it was quite difficult. And we were in the height of the AIDS crisis when it came out in 1986. Um, and so there was, you know, backlash from that, a lot of fear in the institutions and the adults around me who were colonized in their thinking. So it didn't go well for me. So <laughs> I dropped out as a music major and ended up going to nursing school, uh, nearly self-destructed for a little bit. And was, you know, I was one of those kids that, you know, my, this project I've done is, you know, in honor of queer kids who are still struggling. I was one of those kids struggling, nearly died in that and had some awakenings and stayed alive, mm-hmm. went to nursing school and um, started working in my community during the AIDS crisis as an emergency room nurse and home health care nurse. And, um, but I kept playing music. Um, I had a guitar. It was easier to carry around than was a piano. Was it your zone time that would yeah. take you there? Well, you know, I was playing other people's songs like mm-hmm. uh, Buffy St. Marie and Indigo Girls and Neil Young and, you know, uh, uh, Joni Mitchell and people like that, or Ani DeFranco, you know, these more like folky protest songs. Right. And I would take my guitar and learn those songs and then go play them at like AIDS fundraisers, like with Ginger Lamar mm-hmm. introduced me one night at Angles, right? Seven foot tall, drag queen. And here I'm this little, <laughs> this little, this little dyke, you know, this little butch lesbian with my little pounding on my guitar with these drag queens all around me. So I kept playing other people's music on guitar. But um, when I launched out of Oklahoma in 1997, mm-hmm. Um, working as a nurse in 95, I was downtown when the Oklahoma city bombing happened and ended up right there at the building as a first responder. So by 97, I was struggling with all this trauma of being queer, the trauma of being a first responder. And I, I jetted out of here and went to Colorado and ended up in Boulder and kind of the consciousness community there and started writing songs. I was 30 and this is when it all started coming that I could write songs and ended up the radio show there and featuring female, you know, female artists. And, and then that just expanded and songwriting expanded on guitar. And I decided to go to California to be a rock star (laughs) and ended up being a psychotherapist. That's kind of a left or right direction. (laughs) And ended up with a master's of art in counseling psychology, you know, and trained at Native American health center of San Francisco as well as Indian Country Child Trauma Center here at OU. Mm-hmm. And, but always music, you know, I've been making these albums throughout this time of history where I'm also working in Native Health and Two-Spirit mm-hmm. Health and LGBTQ Health. And um, yeah, so in 2020, we were in lockdown. I was living in Portland, Oregon, working as a therapist. And uh, I read the statistic that 33% of LGBTQ Native American youth attempted suicide in 2020. And that was out by Trevor Project, just one study out from Trevor Project. And um, it was quite disturbing and quite also inspirational. I was living in lockdown, so I got a piano because I hadn't had a piano since I was a piano major mm-hmm. and dropped out. And right after that, I saw this Radical Imagination grant from Indian Collective. And I wrote to them and said, hey, I want to respond to this statistic and write an album and maybe make a music video that makes a difference, you know, and for youth, LGBTQ, Native Native American, LGBTQ, Two-Spirit youth. Mm-hmm. But it ended up being this um, depth um, singing and creating for my own young self of that 19-year-old who came out and 
It's kind of a combination. It's been my own healing journey as well as. So I was going to ask, yeah. was it part of your healing journey of telling your younger self mm-hmm. of where you're at now? Yeah, it was kind of unexpected. I, I kind of thought I would just come at it from a therapist vantage point or my own elder self now. Mm-hmm. You know, I got called an elder a couple of years ago for the first time. And oh, I was like, oh, last one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll engage that. I'm 56 now and I'm, I'm proud to be alive. Hey, yeah, we've made it this far. <laughs> and um, so let me embrace that and see what I can do with that. So it's kind of my elder self singing to the, the younger self and younger people, parts work as we call in therapy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I've had a lot of great teachers and medicine people and um, spiritual teachers and therapists along my route who helped me keep going. So I love being that back to the community. But yeah, also to my my inner younger self. So it has been quite the journey here as I created this album called Two S Sacred, Two Spirit Sacred, and also this evolution into marks, putting the X in my name. Mm-hmm which is in honor of gender diversity that's been in history throughout all of time. Mm-hmm. Diving into the, yeah, I made a music video from this song called How Long, which is about a song of a, a kid who leaves the reservation knowing very familiar their grandmother's road, but now going off to the city because they've come out and right. there's hate speech flying at them. So they go into the city, into the clubs where, you know, so here I am, my own self, singing right, to right. myself. The clubs I'm singing about are the clubs of the 80s, right? right? Which <laughs> a little were <laughs> a little bit like my church, Bronski Beat, we've talked about, yeah. and Madonna and Whitney Houston and Prince and Bowie and Modern Love, 1983. And so this started coming through the project as well, this kind of synth feeling dance floor, but also native nuance, mm-hmm. native lyric because um, I've been writing on guitar for such a long time, acoustic guitar. I evolved in piano and synthesizer because I was remembering being on those dance floors and that trying to decide if I want to stay alive or not. Right, but at least right. I was dancing, right? Yeah, you're and, taking out your zone. You're in like your own little trance. Yeah. yeah. So I try to bring some of that in, paying homage also to Buffy St. Marie, who through her career, who just retired at 82 from, from touring wow. apparently. Oh, what a treasure she is. And how she, in 1964, was one of the first artists to bring in polyphonic, I think it's called synthesizer, Mm -hmm. into the music. And she experimented with electronic music throughout, uh, while also being that amazing acoustic guitar folk singer, you know, Mm -hmm. from back in the day. Like, So, you know, some of her albums really inspired me in bringing in native nuance singing into this kind of synthy electronic vibe so so yeah. how do you incorporate your cultural heritage into each of your songs what what is it inspired and motivates you and where do you take the substance as you mentioned you mm. kind of telling a story to yourself your younger self but culturally as an osage citizen and growing up in the environment what inspires you to bring that element into your songs yeah well i'll say one part of that is um just all the love and adventuring. <laughs> I mean, to have a, a great-grandmother who was born in 1900 and lived through what we're going to see vividly depicted in Killers of the Flower Moon coming up, you know, like right. um, to live and grow up with her. You know, she didn't talk directly about those traumas. It was indirect, right? Mm-hmm. But there was always this deep, deep pride that was instilled in me almost in an energetic way when she would talk about being Osage 
And um, so there's a, it's more of a feeling. Right. And then my grandfather in leadership in the, in the nation, he's the one who in 2006, they, we had our change in government from, you know, into where all members of, if you have descendancy and can prove it, you can now be a voting member of the Osage Correct. nation. Right. That's, that was a big change. And his pride in that, like leadership and just the, you know, my great, great grandfather being tribal council during that reign of terror as well. So you can just feel there's a level of dignity and pride that runs through my family that I think, you know, it gives me endurance as a nurse in the AIDS crisis and ER nurse and as a writer. Mm -hmm. And as, you know, it takes endurance to like show up to a blank slate of a piano Right. And having received a <laughs> radical imagination grant, you better do something, right? right? And it's been two years of really needing endurance to, to show up, to put this out and now to speak. You know, people are like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, I'm not representing all Osages or all Two-Spirit people or all LGBT people. I'm just doing the best I can over here as somebody who has lived experience right. and survival and working with others to, you know, put out a message and some visuals through an, this music video I did that brought in community and um, depicts religious trauma and community healing. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just doing the best I can. I'll wash cause. I'm one of those words in Osage. I love, I'll just do the best I can. Um, so I think just drawing from all that, as well as uh, I have powerful um, spirit guides and ancestors and transcestors that come through. I also believe that my, collaboration with Indian Collective, those folks, that team, and Nick Tilson and all the folks who've put that together, um, there's strong medicine that comes through like what they're doing in the world and mm -hmm. activism, climate change, and, and granting artists, and they believe in artists as change makers. Correct, yeah. And that comes through that, the feeling of that, I think I started realizing some of that guide was coming through too, but, and collaboration with Osage Nation Foundation who have funded me as well. They believe in me. And, I, you know, it's just, it's just love that they have people believing you that helps with that endurance, right. and especially Native, Native people who, you know, who am I to receive these funds, you know, like, well, they've seen something and I am in collaboration and I hold honor there of what I do with that. Every single penny, you know, has been towards um, this project for the decolonization of sexuality and gender. Um, and in that also, uh, I talked to some Osage people, you know, like this word mihoge has come into the light in my life in the last couple of years. This is a word in Osage that depicts gender diversity, um, similar to other nations who have their own words for gender diversity um, and people, two-spirit people, that term being coined in the 1990s, that's a newer word. Mm -hmm. We have these older words that shows me that gender diversity and two-spirit and queer people have always existed. Correct. Just, it's just the way we express it is what's creative. You know, people freak out with they, them pronouns and stuff like that. It's just a new way of expressing a very old thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to bring attention to that, that this is not a fad, this right, gender right. diversity. It's not a passing thing. It's something yeah. that's been around. It's yes. It was here prior to colonization. Um, and I think the significance and importance of two-spirit individuals prior to that were very um, important factors within those communities. Yes. Well, we can see Europeans themselves, over 130 tribes in this, what we call the United States now, mm -hmm. had Europeans were writing in a derogatory manner, but they were writing about gender diversity and same-sex couples and queerness within 
over 130 tribal societies mm -hmm. upon first contact. You know, and for years, our academics and leaders used that derogatory language to to say, hey, we were here, you know, we were, right. we were being, you know, genocided, our cultural ways, just like many other cultural ways, but we were here. And until 1990, when our great leaders up in Winnipeg changed that in their gatherings to, let's use a word, two-spirit instead of that, right, that right. derogatory language. So mm -hmm. now we're in that era of that great leadership, you know? So, yeah. Um, so I, you know, I'll get back to like, I believe that lineage comes, you know, I had many awakenings over the last two years, like four o'clock in the morning, waking up and being given ide song ideas, lyrics, bridges, tunes, mm -hmm. and sometimes feeling like, <laughs> okay, am I losing it over here? Like, <laughs> Who's talking to me? <laughs> um, but it was really powerful how that, and then I was reading, you know, the incredible Joy Harjo talks about opening the mm -hmm. dimensions, you know, and how she works with that and her lineage or I think her grandmother she speaks of and um as artists and so I you know moved with being more open to that on this and sometimes I say why am I being woken up at 4 a.m it's like well this is when you're quiet <laughs> right right <laughs> this is the only time you know once you're awake forget you're probably it probably <laughs> more receptive to what's being fed you yeah so I've made friends with 4 a.m <laughs> over the last couple of years so what is your um artistic process as a musician and performance artist does like you mm -hmm. said if these visions or these <laughs> these spirits uh, of our ancestors come to you and kind of give you thoughts and ideas and yeah of where to take um the substance to write a song or a mm -hmm. tell a story in a musical tone what is your process to kind of decipher that and yeah you just the, get your guitar mm -hmm. you just get yeah. your piano and just right. let it happen or great question I do, um, I do kind of, I think one of the ways that I did a lot of healing once I left Oklahoma, um, with quite a lot of PTSD was I went into consciousness communities and started singing, um, similar to what I'd sung in Native American church space, mm -hmm. very, you know, repetitive, trancey through the night type of, you know, fire ceremony that's so powerful in those spaces, Right. Then I found that in more Eastern, uh, Eastern thought mm -hmm. communities. So I did started doing a lot of chanting, like hours and hours and hours, and and so and also contemplation of of spirituality and spiritual ideas of con all one consciousness and stuff. And um, that was a that was kind of my I could say now I look back and go I think that was my outpatient therapy, <laughs> 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 along with some inpatient like EMDR work with some therapists and some medicine circles, you know, from South America. Um, I was in a community of Brazilians and Ecuadorians and um, working with ayahuasca, which is, you know, to me, the Southern or the Southern mm -hmm. cousin or sister to peyote church, you Correct. know? So I had a lot of healing in those spaces and there's a lot, tremendous amount of singing, Quechua and these indigenous and, and then the Brazilians um, in Santo Daime, repetitive through the night, you know, um, singing beautiful songs in Portuguese and, beautiful songs about the stars. And this is Yoruba from Africa brought to, you know, South America, forced the slaves who were forced there, bringing, coming into, you know, the syncretic religions and into the indigenous, you know, influence mm -hmm. of ayahuasca that lives in the South. And it's just incredible, like to be brought in and have healing in those spaces, including one Ecuadorian shaman who came to me and said, I've seen your lineage and your trauma and I've done some healing there. I want wow. you to, 
or what he his medicine coming through. Mm-hmm. I want you to return to your people and be yourself and sing and be be you. And it's good for you and it's good for them. It's a powerful message. And this is delivered. in California. Wow. And I'm like, uh, I kind of like it in California. <laughs> like I kind of got beat up over there in Oklahoma. <laughs> right. But I'm sitting here with you today in, in Tulsa, yeah. in Oklahoma, because I listened to that teacher. And there's been, you know, a journey there to again, engage and respect my own lineage and my own journey mm-hmm. to return home and try and make a difference, you I know? I get that completely. Yeah. I never thought I'd be sitting so here. So that comes <laughs> to me when I sit down at a guitar or piano mm-hmm. and I start to tool around and sing. I bring in that kind of meditative stuff and then here come lyrics trying to apply the teachings that my teachers mm-hmm. tell me and stuff. But yeah, I hear you saying you can relate that you didn't think you'd be here. Right. But here you are. Here I am. Yeah, here we and are. It feels like home, which is yes. Uh, it's the the first day I got here. It felt like home. Mm. I never questioned it. I never second guessed it. It's just a natural feeling. Yes, and the ease. I guess that came over me. Yeah, that didn't exist elsewhere. Well, that's the thing about the land and the lineage and the you know the current inca- incarnation we're in with the current communities mm-hmm. we're in and the current situation we're in. Um, that's only part of the story, right? Right. So if we can find each other and, you know, I, I, I do feel like I have a relationship with the land here. Like I can feel it. It, it also sings to me and soothes mm-hmm. me and gives me, since I was a tomboy out on the reservation running around, I used to have a cassette recorder and I'd, mm-hmm. l- I'd watch the lightning and then I'd hit record cause I knew the thunder wow. would come behind it. And those are my earliest recordings, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Is that album number two? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. I mean, we definitely have a lightning theme in this current album in that when I was about 20, I was in, again in another lightning storm mm-hmm. contemplating whether I should be alive or dead because I'd been told by those around me that I was an abomination. I had dropped out of music school. I was quite lost, quite self-destructive and was, you know, having suicidal packs with right. other people and... Uh, high risk taking behaviors and I got the house I was leaning next to one night got struck by lightning and knocked me into the yard down in South side Oklahoma city and looking up in this lightning filled night sky. And I hear this voice come through and say, stop killing yourself. You're here for a reason. And that came through in a song on this project. The song's called how long. Mm -hmm. And the final part of it is, rise up, child, you're here for a reason. You know, the thunder and the lightning is, is here to help you. So rise up. So we have a lightning theme <laughs> in this current it's project. Intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you've done, that is actually a music video that I've seen that's out. Uh, yeah. Have you put a music video to any other songs that are going to be on the album? Uh, not yet. You know, that music video... Um, was a another project from the heart. We we filmed in when I was living in Portland at the time. So the Portland All Nations Canoe family came. Um, we had two locations. One at an old this place called the Old Church Venue, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful old church with stained glass. I put a cast and a crew together. I produced this um, under a really tight budget. We have Kamari Siraj came in, um, who's House of Ada, who's a folk dancer, and came and did some movement and dance, depicting that eighties kind of vibe. Right. Um, and I also flew home to Oklahoma to film contemporary two spirit 
um, Native people here to to place in the music video as well in honor of. Um, well, it's exceptionally beautiful. Yeah. Oh, video. thank you. Yeah, I wanted, I really wanted to film it in Oklahoma, but we were still in some COVID and we had to test and all the things. So mm-hmm. I decided to just bring in individual portraits of two spirit people in Oklahoma. And in the journey of the months of doing that, um, I dropped in here again in Oklahoma and in Tulsa with all the queer community and the native community, native art community, Tulsa Arts Fellowship, everything that's going on here. And I now I live here. I mean, it's almost like that brought me home. Right. But that video was a deep labor of love. And it took me, you know, it was many, many moving parts. And so right now I'm like, I'll let that one <laughs> be the one for the project. You know, I'm open to creating more mu- more mm. video over the coming days, but we're going to have a couple of lyric videos up so people can, you know, sing along in the karaoke style. But um, yeah, I, my great grandmother's, my Osage grandmother had a, an, I think it's a 1964 Buick LeSabre that my father just refurbished. It's over in, near Ponca where they live out there on the res. And um, it's kind of a teal turquoise blue. And I have this song <laughs> called Fly Away. Uh-huh. And I really want to go shoot a video in the in my Osage great-grandmother's car. So maybe coming up this year, we can <laughs> anybody out there want to join me in making a music video? Absolutely. Let's do it. Count me in. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll drive that thing around and you can fit 14 people in it. There you go. You can fit 14 two-spirit people in that and drive around and sing fly away so is there a collective story a message you're trying to uh project from this album is it is it based on the the names of the songs or just Mm. uh collectively yeah well it started as you know um there's a song called to a sacred and it's a love song to the ancestors and the transcestors and Mm -hmm. um my vocal coach, Wolf Carr, is amazing in Portland. He's been just such an ally, native ally all along on this. Um, at one point I was like, this song is is a prayer song in honor, you know, of two-spirit ancestors, transcestors, but it feels so spiritual. I don't know. And he's like, well, sing it like Prince. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> no, I can't do that. And he's like, yeah, just try it. So from that, to, we brought in the, you know, Prince, like to, the way he used numbers and uh-huh. the, the, you know, I read his, his pages for his autobiography that didn't get written, but his memoir. And so two S sacred, I brought the two and the S and sacred and, and tried to sing that like Prince. And it came out to be whatever it is, which I love. It's fun to sing and stuff. But um, that was kind of the beginning point of let's begin with prayer. Let's begin the ceremony of this material. And then um, I sat around with the first two Eurythmics albums, which are, if, if I was going to be played, you know, that's game right. of, if you're going to be on a, deserted island with only one exactly. album what would it be <laughs> it would be okay i want two albums the first two albums of eurythmics <laughs> and annie lennox in the 1980s you know so i sat around with that a lot in my guitar bringing that vibe in because that's what helped me stay alive back in the 80s right mm-hmm. annie lennox at the grammys in drag for yeah, best that. new or, you know she's sweet dream she came out and sang in drag right. and stayed in drag to the point where people backstage were like they couldn't find annie lennox right <laughs> but as a 14 year old watching that on television she signaled me around gender diversity that it was okay, this mm-hmm. person, right? So hanging out a lot with that. And so the songs just kind of came in um, about, yes, gender gender and sexuality, and but my own stories and navigating that. But also some other songs. There's a song called Thunderbird that I'm quite proud of that depicts more around climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And somewhere itself doesn't, you know, there's not, I'm singing as a two-spirit person, a whole gay person, but I, there's no lyric, there's, there's like lyrics throughout the album that are specific to being too sacred and a returning of too sacred, too spirit, too spiritedness. Um, but also these other things came through, which I think is true for those of us that are uh, this thing, mm-hmm. this gender diverse thing, whatever you want to call it in your own words. Um, we have, you know, we're here. I always say when we return the well-being of our two-spirit people, it's not just for the two-spirit people. It's for the well-being of all of our tribal Correct. societies. Like that's a return of something, decolonization or land back manifesto around kinship. That. Mm-hmm. Um, so some other themes were coming through as I was being woken up at 4 a.m. You know, Thunderbird. <laughs> and um, There's a beautiful song post- you know, I went through kind of a post-apocalyptic divorce at one point, which grows us all when we do that, right? Mm -hmm. But had, um, you know, kind of given up on, I was told when I came out in the 80s that if I was choosing to be gay, that I would never have love and I would always suffer Mm. if I was choosing that. And then here's me as a kid going, I'm not choosing this. This is who I am. Right, right. But kind of always believing that curse through time Mm -hmm. and you know here in life with all this work finally kind of getting out of that bad medicine to the place where I met my wife who's incredible we're going nine years strong now Wow! and that's the longest ever (laughs) in a relationship so I feel like I've uplifted through that so there is a song to her called Mm -hmm. the way you move but it's also got native nuance singing to it around the medicine of clearing that kind of hex or mm-hmm. bad medicine that people put on you in our own tribal society right. is very sad you know that lateral violence continues tell <laughs> me about the song somewhere yeah so it's uh it's partly honored to the fire ceremony of peyote church new american church um i'm so i love watching it's healing for me when i watch the fire keepers mm-hmm. through the night in that ceremony so when I was in COVID, uh, I'd rented this big house in Portland because I was going to have like living room concerts and dinner parties. And I rented it the month <laughs> that we went into lockdown. Jeez. We moved in and went right into lockdown. So I'm in this big house and this big stairwell and in that and being a therapist online to people and witnessing all the, you know, fear people were in from lockdown, not knowing right. what it was. And or what to do and what's next. Yeah. Yeah. And then the political situation we were in at the same time. and um, and so. I was remembering my native ancestors and the the endurance that they had through our own Osage Trail of Tears, you know, these other, you know, these, you know, with honor to the, of course, Cherokee folks like that. Um, many, many tribes had their own version of that. Mm-hmm. And the endurance of no, 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 noticing, you know, ooh, I can feel it when I talk about it. It's like, <laughs> you know, what they lived through. And so here I am in lockdown being really whiny (laughs) in my stairwell with my guitar. And so um, just remembering that endurance and that to keep going and then the vigil of the fire keeping and that, you know, I knew we were going to be in this for some time. So the, the lines are, you know, this winter fire becomes a spring fire, becomes a summer fire, becomes an autumn fire. And it's just that circular singing of endurance through holding vigil in the fire, mm-hmm. right? That we would have to do through this difficult thing of this pandemic. And also thinking of the 
Two-Spirit youth, the LGBTQ youth are still suffering, who are in their, you know, in their own families and nations with colonization continuing around sexuality and gender, thinking of them, singing. And just, you know, somewhere in the darkness uh, is my will to live, my heritage. Those are the lines. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun to sing that. So it's dark and light. It's like, let's, it's, um, I'm like, let's grieve and dance all at the same time. Cause we've got some synth, some synth vibe going there too. And, um, you can hear it, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's been out since indigenous people's day, October 9th. So okay. native American day in Tulsa. And then the album releases November 5th. Yes. And what's up. the name of the album? To us sacred. To us sacred. Mm-hmm. So will you be touring? Will you be doing any gigs promoting mm-hmm. album? Yeah, the what we're what we're doing right now is, um, you know, I I didn't realize I think when I started this project that um, where it would evolve to going. So there's like a lot of interest. I'm sitting here talking to you, and there's a lot of interest that I'm getting around the country. You know, people want to talk to me as a therapist and a performer. Like that, they read about the songs and and the you know the statistics mm-hmm. and. So here I am, it's at doing a dual role in singing and talking. And so we're just trying to get through the first, you know, in the days here of Spotify and and 24-hour news cycle, it's hard to break in and get messages out. So we're doing, working really hard to get the message out because for me, what helped me stay alive as a kid was any any visibility or representation that landed for me, like Annie Lennox in the mm-hmm. 1980 Grammys, you know, was helped me. Right. So, is that connection? There's someone out there that yeah. is like me in essence. Yeah. So anywhere we can get that to, we're putting our heart, soul, money, resources, everything into getting the message out. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing right now as I'm also about to bring and release the whole album. And then uh, my wife, Kate, who's my project manager and like is extraordinaire is like, um, okay, this has been two years of 24-7. Like, <laughs> maybe at the end of the year, we can just like chill out and see what we have and see where we go. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to, I'm putting together an amazing band for November 5th of local Tulsa music. This, the art, the music scene here in Tulsa is incredible. Yeah, it is. Jordan it Hell is. from King Cabbage will be joining me um, and some other really amazing, we're going to create a vibe mm-hmm. over at Park Grove Community Center in West Tulsa for my album release on a Sunday evening over there, November 5th. And, you know, so this is the first incarnation of bringing this music live into the world. And I've also had some people reach out. Um, the National LGBT Task Force has mm-hmm. asked me to maybe do something in January, you know, around gender diversity. And Brooklyn Americana and during New York City Pride has reached out for June of 2024. So there's some opportunities to go out and bring this into the world. And, Fantastic. Um, first, we're just trying to get an album release. <laughs> and get Baby this, sets. Yeah. And, and like, you know, really the closing part of this ceremony, which opened with me asking to be a radical imagination artist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, so I feel like Native American Heritage Month, November, will be the closure of this part of creating and releasing this, this album over two years so here we are yay so you mentioned some collaboration so uh, are you going to continue to collaborate as you move forward in releasing this album and uh, telling your story through through music so will you be collaborating yeah. with other artists throughout the journey yeah I mean that's always been how it, 
I've always have. So yes, mm-hmm. it always feels better when, I mean, I'm, I'm very willing to strap that guitar on my back and go out. <laughs> I'm very able. I've gone all across America and other spot places mm-hmm. like with that guitar, you know, but boy, it feels better when I'm in the car with somebody else, right. you know, somebody I believe in. I have, you know, an amazing community when I was first living in Boulder, you know, we started a, a, a collective called Women from Mars and it's just great songwriters around the country ended up with a radio show and it just yeah I guess that's part of me I don't know is that my native heritage I don't know like I like being in collective I like being in community so um so collaboration yeah I mean I'm, and also the Tulsa music scene you know I and I love to collaborate with other native artists as as well as just other artists like mm-hmm. allies there's amazing allies to native people here we and we need to uplift them and empower them Absolutely. You know, sometimes people get worried about, can I even, can I, can I come to a native show? Can mm-hmm. I play music in a native show? Like, yeah, uh, empowering our allies, we're all in this together. Um, so being good relatives in that way, you know. Right, helping one another mm-hmm. in the community. Have you seen a lot of challenges that you faced as a indigenous Native American and two-spirit artist? Yeah. Um, well, one thing is around, again, I, I, I really try to let people know I'm not representing all Osages, mm-hmm. all Mikulge, all LGBT people, all, you know, because we have within our marginalized communities, this thing called lateral violence. Um, it's some of the most heartbreaking when from within your own family, your own community, this, you know, whatever happens for people, miscommunications or jealousy or um, the thinking of who are you, this out ending each other, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I'm a white passing individual. I have a uh, heritage from French, German, English, Irish, you know, last name Cassidy. Um, and, but I grew up in, and was born right here on the Osage reservation. And so sometimes people within their own communities can be like, who are you to think that you, right. you know, um, and so I, I think it's very important as a white passing individual to try to utilize my education, my platform, and my privilege to open and make space for others who have more discrimination that I cannot understand as a white passing person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and in, within that, it starts to get tricky when you start to go into capitalism and promoting yourself and publicity. And I just would hope that we can all take a breath and be kind to each other and support one another. Cause that's one of the largest challenges is people coming at you from within your own. True. true. You know, it's painful. Hurts. It, it's, and I've been on that <laughs> receiving end as well. It's like, well, why are you doing a show about native American artists? You don't, you're, mm. you're not, you don't look native American. It's like, mm. well, what am I supposed to look like? It's just like, there's this wide spectrum, uh, just yes. like the 574 recognized <laughs> tribes throughout the, this continent, you know, we all don't look alike. So, um, well, and yes. I say when we, <laughs> if we as white passing native folks, uh, you know, assimilation genocide is a construct of the U.S. government, mm-hmm. which is to, you know, assimilate people into white culture so that they stop talking about being native. Right. And if I don't stand in my lineage and my heritage, first of all, I don't feel good. It hurts me spiritually in my mm-hmm. own individual being. And second of all, I'm taking part in assimilation genocide if I don't stand in who I am. But I also need to be able to have a conversation about discrimination against 
black indigenous people of color, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I do the best I can. I'll wash right. car with that. And, um, you know, I got a lot of amazing folks around me, you know, warrior people, spirit warrior people around me just saying, keep it high, keep going. This is part of it. When you start to do good work in the world and you start to be a public figure, this is just part of it. Like be strong, keep going Mm -hmm. and take in those blessings around Mm -hmm. you. Don't, you know, I'm a somebody with PTSD who grew up in a lot of violence and I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a fighter. Sing louder. (laughs) I've had to come out of that. Like, you know, you know, I'll, you know, physical, you know, violence. I'm gay. I was gay bashed by five white supremacist mm. men, you know, in Oklahoma city in a, in a parking lot outside a gay bar, you know, and I'm ready to fight, right. you know, but I can't do that. I'm a therapist and an elder. And I'm, <laughs> you know, so I'll, I'll try to sing, sing about it. Yep. Let's sing some powerful words and have some talks like this about lateral violence and how, we need to curb that in our communities when we can. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, Annie Lennox, which uh, I adored during mm. that time and still do. Are there any other particular artists, both within and outside the Native community, that uh, you look to or are influenced? Yes. Um, well, Emily Wells is uh, an amazing artist who lives in Philadelphia, has been in New York for a long time before Philly, um, who I met in California, mm. who... Um, She's evolved. I toured with her a long time ago when she was, we were just kids with acoustic guitars, you know, touring up and down the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Like, but um, she more recently has developed, um, gosh, it's where I kind of get her tagline of let's grieve and dance at the same time because she brings in synth influence, string influence, um, music about, you know, one of her songs is Come on Doom, Let's Party. <laughs> and... So she pays homage to a lot of artists through the AIDS crisis in the 80s. And she she juxtaposes that with climate change mm. and then sings about it in this trancy, synthy way that just is mind-blowing. I saw her a few years. My wife is from France and we were in Paris and I, I saw a poster with Emily Wells on it. And I went and I was like, whoa, like because <laughs> um, she has visuals on stage right. showing climate change and AIDS crisis. Back, like act up activists and stuff. It's just mind-blowing. So I would say Emily Wells is a huge influence in um, grief dance music. And um, yeah, as well as um, mm, kind of blanking. Annie Thank Lennox. You. <laughs> well, yeah, those two. I mean, and then as I've said, Becky St. <clears throat> Marie, mm-hmm. um, gosh, just her, the way she brings in the synth over the rock, you know, and then the, the native singing, um, she, you know, prides herself that she has a couple of songs where she brings in different types of native singing, mm-hmm. you know, influences and sings it that way herself, you know? So really cool. And then Eulali, I mean, Pirafe, um, and Eulali, you know, Pirafe's incarnations of Eulali over time, you, you know, from the, from the nineties, they sang on an Indigo Girls album is how I discovered them. And the three women singing, um, and creating, you know, again, influence from traditional singing, but um, Pirafe bringing in her own version of that and now into the jazz world. Just incredible, like what she does. On a gender level, I'll say Christine and the Queens, this incredible French artist who has transitioned um, in gender expression and sings about that transition 
And again, in the in the pop dance world, really, really incredible artists, as well as Jean Adet is another um, French artist who sings a song called um, Mutate. So it's like the spiritual mut- mutating through dance and Vogue yeah. dancing and this type of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so are you still being awoken at 4 a.m.? Are, <laughs> are there songs and and inspirations to motivate you to continue? Yes. For- um. What's coming now is um, I'm being told as I show up for interviews and, you know, I'm in the public more than I thought maybe this album might, you know, it's an evolution here of, of talking and bringing forth stuff. It, it's vulnerable. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it gets shaky, you know, and also just performance to you know to make an album and be internal for two years with it you know to bring it out to the world (laughs) true uh and be on a stage and you know with things like instagram live and things like that where people are like you know suddenly i'm like oh am i singing to everyone you know like to your whole platform right now like i didn't know that gonna let me know yeah so now i'm being woken up at 4 a.m being told just keep going keep going you you, it's you're evolving yourself as being able to speak Mm -hmm. and sing and bringing a ceremonial vibe through vocals. Um, it's like, you know, don't sweat it. Right, we've right. got you. Everything that came into creating this material, we've got you on stage. We've got you as you speak. You know, as long as I do my prayers and I smoke off and I have my people who pray with me in that way, you know, it's like, okay, just got to keep going mm-hmm. and evolving and being in the... It's different being, you know, social media, I, I feel... I feel for kids growing up right now yeah. who they're just hanging out and suddenly you're on Snapchat, you yeah. know, and they don't even know it. <laughs> like I didn't grow up in that. Uh, there's a lot of vulnerability to that, a lot of concerns there, but I'm feeling it too as an artist. So yay, yay, let's put it out. And also it's vulnerable. So right. keep going. <laughs> just for and keep going, keep going. Yeah, it's going to be all right. <laughs> so what's next for you as Marka, mm-hmm. the, uh, the therapist yeah. and also the musician and Mark's the performance artist? Yeah. What's next? Uh, like I said, I'm going to keep showing up every day asking. When I know to ask out loud, please help me and to, you know, make my offerings and um, to show up with people who are, you know, help me stay the course and keep talking and singing. And, you know, I had great teachers, medicine people tell me before, there's no difference between you being a therapist and you being a singer. It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's all the same medicine. So just keep keep doing that and it's an interesting journey i'll tell you it, you know so um but i know if i stay you know s- stay in that current and in that flow um it'll just keep flowing and i trust that so i don't have to answer your question i'm a therapist <laughs> in three states now california oregon and oklahoma and um you know i aspire to work with other therapists who maybe want to learn more about uh, um supporting LGBTQ people, especially in Oklahoma. I think mm-hmm. that's very important. We have a lot of ally therapists who are allies who want to help black indigenous people of color and, and LGBTQ people. And they are not of those communities, but they are allies and they get nervous about how to support. And they're in the majority right, for right. mental health. And I would love to do a little bit of supporting those folks and how to be good, you know, how to be good therapists in that way mm-hmm. as allies, you know, and put their, you know, put themselves out there as that. True. Um, Cause there's such a need. Um, yeah. And I'll just keep showing up, but like, you know, 
Tulsa Pride and um, I spoke at the trans trans uh, march earlier this year and and um, just trying to use my my lived experience and my education and my capacity for help anywhere I can, you know. Like, so is there a second album <laughs> floating around? Yes. Yes. It's being written. Oh wow! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and there's some collaboration going already with some Tulsa musicians. You Fantastic. know. Um, yeah, it's more about like th- those themes of lateral violence and heart and love and. Um, you know, heartbreak more than right. like, you know, more of a platform for two-spiritedness. But I am a two-spirit person, so I'll keep that energy coming through. But yeah, always more music coming. Wonderful. Well, <laughs> we'll keep a lookout for that. So is the album being, the album's being released November 5th. We'll be streaming. How will people be able to be able to access it? Yeah, well, the best place is to go to my website, mm-hmm. which is markscassidy.com, M-A-R-X-C-A-S-S-I-T-Y markscassidy.com and that will lead you to all the platforms and all the everything the music video all the stuff there so yeah please join me Park Grove Creative Community out in West Tulsa Um, an amazing creative community center it's an old church and and an old I've been told the owner is an old deadhead who just wants to foster (laughs) creativity in the community and there's these amazing folks over there making that happen and you can come out over there and come to community choir even if you don't sing you know, they've got all these, you know, amazing, we, I taught a trauma-informed songwriting class over there. Oh, wow. Like, you know, just really cool stuff going over at Park Grove. So that's why we're going to do that in that space November 5th, um, an old church space. So we're going to sing ceremony in there of the medicine of healing religious trauma and colonization and in that space. So come out November 5th. Fantastic. And maybe, you know, next year we'll have a second, uh, Two-Spirit Festival here in Tulsa. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, we have plenty of Two-Spirit artists and people interested from around the country, so that'd be great. Twisted Arts has been such a great ally in bringing that into being, so yeah, let's do it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Mark. I thoroughly appreciate my heartfelt gratitude to you and much congratulations and success. Thank you. Way we know. All right.